You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. It's time. It's Around the King's Table. It is another episode of ATKT. Coming live from the Mount Church campus. Campus. Green room. Gray room. Gray room. Yes. Light gray on the walls. Dark gray on the ceilings. It's a room. And we're here. We're here. And we're going to be resuming. Look at the book. First Timothy. Timothy A. Mm Mm-hmm. Timothy A. That's right. One Timothy. As Alistair Begg and anyone on the other side of the world uh, would say. We'll accept any of those. Okay. We're going to be doing chapter five. I think we all say chapter five the same. I think so. Okay. Verses nine through 16. So I'll read it for us per custom. And then we will try to draw it out. This is verse nine. Paul writes, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, let a widow, so we are talking about widows, still, again. Very important. Very important subject. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, having been the wife of one husband and having a reputation for good works. If she has brought up children has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of the saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work. That's a lot of things. A lot of things. But refuse to enroll younger widows, for when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Mm. Besides that, they learned to be idlers going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies saying what they should not. So, I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander, For some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened so that it may care for those who are really, truly, truly widows. So that's 1 Timothy chapter 5 verses 9 through 16. We'll get back up to verse 9. Let a widow be enrolled. Enrolled. Now, maybe before we get to the, the issue of enrolled, why again is widows, caring for widows, orphans and widows, such a very big deal? Because they have not as much sort of self-control um, of the situation in that culture. So they're not able necessarily to you know, support themselves, take care of themselves, um, assert their, mm-hmm. their needs for themselves. Uh, in a way that would be helpful. And so um, they often yeah. are dependent on family or, or people who will help them mm-hmm. um, when they don't have family. And so in this case, the church, uh, for those who are widows in the church. Yeah. yeah. 
Why is it important that believers have a heart to care for because God has widows? A heart for <laughs> widows and orphans. Yeah, so, James again. <clears throat> That's right. That's what we said last time uh, in James. Uh, pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this that you would care for orphans and widows in their time of need and keep yourself unstained from the world. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. And we see here again in this pastoral letter, this pastoral epistle, yeah. uh, that Paul gives a significant portion to how to care for those who are truly widows. Mm-hmm. And so here in verse 9, he says, Let a widow be enrolled. Do you want to make anything of what he? what is he talking about there, be enrolled? A literal list of people Seems that so. can expect a role? care. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, these are the people yeah. who we, we are committing to. It's not just mm-hmm. a... You know, if we have something a little bit left over, we'll, you know, help you out this month. It's yeah. uh, This is a regular, we are caring for, providing the needs for this yeah. person mm-hmm. um, as part of who we are as a, a body. Mm, seems so. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like our, our, our pastoral list, or we have a, our, our deacons have lists of people that they're to be checking yeah. in on and uh, making sure that they have everything that they need uh, spiritually, tangibly uh, mm-hmm. for... Uh, thriving in the Lord Jesus. Yep. So let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, I mean, one, that would definitely narrow down on the number that the church could expect to be responsible for. Yeah. Um, so just, just by sheer numbers mm-hmm. um, that, that, you know, sort of expectancy for, for, for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, on top of that, we're just, we're just saying, before that, there is maybe some still opportunity for working, uh, mm-hmm. for supporting oneself. Um, there is much more likely that family are, you know, in the mix where they can be helping. Yeah. Um, and so there's maybe not as much of a need for it to be definitive. The church is going to care for it. Also, there's just not the time for building up this list, this five different things that Paul yeah. brings up as what would qualify you for. And so... Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that um, excludes someone? I mean, it's interesting that he says 60. Uh, does that mean a widow who's 59? Does she have to wait till she her 60th birthday before she's enrolled? Or do we go back to verse 5 where it says, She who is truly a widow left all alone. Right. I, so if I you have a 53-year-old who's left all alone. Right. Um, it's going to be wisdom at that point. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you have the means, right. Um, if, if what you're doing is you, you have, you know, 20 widows before you and you have to decide based on that, you can support two or three. Yeah. Then no, you're going to go with your, you're probably from the church's responsibility. You're going to probably go with the, what Paul has laid out. They've yeah. got to be 60. They've got to be truly a widow. They can't depend on support from somebody else. Mm-hmm. If you're supporting nobody and you have a widow come to you at 54, I think you have a little bit more flexibility from what Paul is saying. If they have nobody to care for them, uh, but they're only 54, I don't think he would be balking and being like, no, 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 you can't. Yeah, um, This is more guidelines to protect the church from right. unduly <clears throat> taking on responsibility. Yeah. It can't. Yeah. yeah, it's not the only thing. The, she needs to be sixty years old. Isn't the only thing. There's actually a whole bunch of things that he throws in here. Right. It's almost Absolutely. like there's a, um, 
I don't know, um, a list of qualifications, uh, descriptors, characteristics, and you're just mm-hmm. kind of looking at a spectrum of things right. to see, you know, who actually is most needy in the congregation and, you know, who should we be taking care of right? as a matter of priority. Yep. Okay. So she's, uh, having been the wife of one husband is the next qualification there. So yeah. 60 years old, she's been the wife of one husband or similar to what I think it's a one, to, a one, one husband. Woman. And I think it's faithfulness yeah. one, as well. Otherwise, man, woman. Paul is almost, yeah. All, otherwise Paul yeah. is almost kind of setting <laughs> up where if they're widowed, they have to marry again, which mm-hmm. would exclude them from, I, I don't think that's his intent. I think it's really, again, it's faithfulness. Just someone who's been faithful, the faithful yeah. to their husband that has now passed away. Right. Yeah. Uh, having a reputation. Now, this uh, verse ten, uh, he gives a list of again. These are more uh, character qualifications, mm-hmm. uh, activities. Uh, they've been active in the life of the body, uh, like exceptionally. Yeah. So they have. It seems. To, it seems almost like they have given so much to the body, right? Yeah. That there is that sort of similar to, as I think it's going to come down here just in a second and later on in, in chapter five, like if they've been the elders, right? These teaching elders have been, if they, you know, a laborer is worth their yeah, wages worth kind of yeah, thing. The, their, yeah. You've got women who have been devoted to the church. <laughs> now their husband has passed away. Right. It, it is it is one of the responsibilities of the church, given these parameters to now make sure that she's taken care of Take as well, yep. devote, devote themselves to taking care of her. So it says, and having a reputation, she has a reputation for good works. Good works. Mm-hmm. She's brought up children. She has brought up children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, there is, I mean, there's obviously a, uh, I mean, what if she hasn't had any children? You know? Yeah. It's, it's so, definitely less yeah. likely. It's not the the, the common, yeah. but yeah, it, it could have been. Yeah, although in the Bible, it seems like every it's every saint woman attention. <laughs> draws attention but. has been barren at some point in their in their lifetime, yeah. and uh, so on. But uh, so she's brought up some children, has shown hospitality. Yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, again, I think Paul Paul as he's doing this is really thinking traveling ministers, people who are you know proclaiming the gospel, and and they're they're in location temporarily mm. and so it's showing hospitality i don't think he's intending just she invites people over all the time right that's great yeah. I, I don't think that's what he's talking about her door is open right the gospel comes with a house key yeah um this next one's interesting because i can't i mean just off the top of my head i can't think of another place in the new testament that this occurs descriptor the descriptor is used yeah um has washed the feet of the saints, which just seems like a direct allusion to Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. and John his 13. Service, or his, yeah. His, yeah. So I just think that's really interesting. I mean, the idea seems to be she has the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's evident in her life. Yep. I mean, she has this reputation for good works. She has been a mom to kids, a, a faithful mother to children. Yep. Her, her door is wide open. When saints are with her, she washes them. She yep. serves them, cares for them. Yeah. Uh, has this heart of Christ, um, has cared for the afflicted. So yeah. right in line, she's actually done what she's you know, what she's now, re- now needing, receiving. receiving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and has devoted herself. So it began with having a reputation for good works, now and now it closes off. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So devoted herself to every good work, every good work. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> I mean, that that should be helpful for a church, I think, if we're thinking about okay. 
<laughs> you know, who we have, if we have a, a, uh, a multiplicity of widows, right. Or women in the church who are without husbands, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking through who to provide for care for, um, and how, how to do that, how much to do yeah. this kind of thing. There's plenty of things here in chapter five. Like if you're just, if we're ever at a place where we're needing to think through things like that, mm-hmm. these one through was it 16 verses of first 75, that's your, that's your spot. Yeah. I think a lot of the times, unfortunately, I think we come from a different perspective when we're coming from, I feel like I'm going to just be taken, the church or me personally, whatever are going to be taken advantage of. Mm. I think Paul is, the way he's laying this out means, no, you're not going to have a mass of people, one, church discipline, you could take care of it, but you're not going to have just an onslaught of widows all of a sudden coming into the church and you're just on the hook for them. Bible says you're going to have to take care of them, you know, whatever, it's up to you now. Um, he's, he protects the church. He says, you know, yeah, the church is not just here. You you show up on our doorstep. We have to just drop everything in and mm. meet all of your needs. Right. That's not what the church is about. I think right. the, the world would be glad if that's what the church acted like. I think they often think that we should. And if we don't mm-hmm. just take care of everything that we're somehow abandoning the call of Christ. And that right. doesn't seem to be the case from Paul's perspective. Well, one too, I mean, we, we kind of live in an area where we get needy people that just kind of like walk-ins, mm-hmm. you know, the walk-ups. Uh, and, um, you know, I think we, you know, generally we have a desire to, to listen, to hear of their need, to do what we can, to provide what we can for them. Uh, but then like if we have someone who is in need in our own congregation, let's say a widow, a lot of times we're just, we just like, don't hear about it. Time, <laughs> we don't hear one, about but... it. Right. Right. And this just may not be so much on our radar, but I think Paul's saying we need to have our antenna up for people yeah. in our own body in the congregation. And what's interesting too, in first Timothy is it seems like, you know, where are the, where are the places that, that Paul gives, uh, character qualifications, mm-hmm. elders, elders, Yep, deacons. deacons and widows. widows. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this idea that <laughs> yeah. they're not working, yeah. but they're also not able. They're not. You know, they're mm-hmm. not just homebound necessarily. I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that they couldn't be, but right. he, he sees it as an active role. Still, it's a role that is definitely involved in good works and charity, mm-hmm. loving on <laughs> the members of the body. Well, and there's a sense in which it, it was Paul in First Corinthians seven where he talks about. You know, like if you can do it, it'd be better if you weren't married. Right. So you can serve Christ more, mm-hmm. you know, because your interests are not divided any longer. And so, no, there, there's, uh, you know, there's, a there's I don't know, perhaps the idea that a woman who at 60 years of age has lost her husband is of no earthly use anymore or something of that <laughs> nature, you know. Yeah. At, at this time. A lot of people think that. At this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe even today. Yeah. Well, she's done. She's done. She's like done. her life is over. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, actually, she might be even more free to mm-hmm. serve Christ and serve the body of Christ and yeah. do all the things that he's talking about here yeah. in this passage. But I find that interesting because we, when we think about elders and deacons, he's clearly saying that we should have an eye out for a certain people. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the same thing here with widows as well. Right. That it's not just widows without qualification. Mm-hmm. It's certain widows. 
that you really need to prioritize in uh, stewarding your resources well as a church. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's verses 9 and 10. Verse 11, he moves into, so this is case in point, refuse, okay? Yeah. So refuse to enroll younger widows. So they're widows, but they're younger. Mm-hmm. They're not 60. They're 59 and below. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. And uh, so, but refuse to enroll younger widows for when their passions draw them away from Christ, is it kind of what we were saying in 1 Corinthians 7 mm-hmm. just a second ago. Yeah. They desire to marry. They desire to marry. Mm-hmm. And so, incur condemnation mm-hmm. for having abandoned their former faith. So, we'll just right. pause right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in, in mind... Uh, Faith is maybe a that probably wouldn't be the rendering I would use. I think it's the word. I mean, it's pistas is is definitely the word for faith. But I think really he has in mind something of um, a, a vow or a pledge. He has some idea that um, they're they're taking a commitment as they become a, a widow that's on the roll that mm-hmm. I'm a widow. That's that's what I am. I'm I'm going hmm. to remain a widow. It's not quite this free for all. Like if I find somebody, then you know, oh great. It's it's almost I'm I'm taking this. This is my expectation. I'm going to be a widow, um, in support of the church. And yeah, the younger one, younger widows are going to be more likely, more prone to want to you know rekindle those kind of relationships with and and so yeah. take a vow that they previously uh, made and and sort of bring condemnation of themselves for breaking it. It's really interesting because he, he almost seems to be very almost universal. I mean, I, I, I don't know how, uh, what it is, uh, in the originals, but, but in English, he sounds very, uh, refuse to enroll younger widows. Yeah. Just flatly. Like that's what it sounds like flatly for when their passions draw them away from Christ. So, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a. And if you go, if you go further, I think what you might start seeing is, I, I think he has in mind that some of the the heresy that he's been fighting, the false teachers that he's yeah. already been talking to Timothy about, mm-hmm. have particularly been preying on these younger widows mm-hmm. and and basically pulling them away. And so yeah. what happens is with them on roll, you're basically taking all your church funds. And you're funding the false teaching that's going on that's further perverting the message that the church is giving. And so he's, he's I think, trying to pull some of that back and say, you know, we're not going to have, we're not going to support yeah. the deepening false teaching that's going on. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's also, it seems, uh, maybe an um, idolization of marriage mm. to some degree as well. Yeah. Like, like that's where I find my value, my worth sure. is in being a married woman. Yeah, um, and I get cared for in that way. Like and again, in that culture, right? Especially, um, I get cared for in that way is by having a husband who works and provides and all these kinds of things. Um, and so they're not. But and remember, you remember earlier in verse five again, she who is truly a widow left all alone has set her hope on God. Right. And uh, continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But then there's verse 6. But she who is self-indulgent is dead, 
even while she lives. She's a spiritual zombie or something like that. It's similar, it seems, to to this where um, she, in her youthfulness, um, is maybe prone or inclined to be tempted to idolize marriage uh, and then move into a a kind of self-indulgence that leads to really bad places. Uh, it is a characteristic of dead people, spiritually dead people, to be self-indulgent. And, you know, is she, is she seeking marriage, leaving Christ, seeking mm-hmm. marriage in order to be, to indulge herself in the things of this world? Right. Is maybe a path to take as well there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's going to get into it. And so, but it, it is the, the whole, you know, kind of the idleness leading to yeah. gossip, leading to just kind of whatever whims that I can listen in on and then share. And it, it, it becomes very, um, yeah. Hmm. So you wouldn't say when in verse 12 where it says, so incur condemnation uh, for having abandoned their former faith. That's very strong language. It is. That, that this is uh, somehow tied to apostasy. Uh, I think he's building towards it. I'm not sure if I would go right here saying, but certainly as he said, as he's going, then some have already sort of given themselves up to Satan. That's not exactly the terminology, but um, we're going to go on. He's getting to there. And I think so. I think this is sort of that first precursor and he's getting there. Mm -hmm. Just seems strong. It seems strong to say if they, uh, they all of a sudden have, have passions to, and desires to marry that they're on the brink of apostasy. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's one of the reasons I would think it, right. there, there's some formal thing going yeah. on here that would actually incur yeah. the condemnation, right. some sort of vow, some sort of thing yeah. that they've said, you know, this is a commitment I've made. Hmm. Otherwise, why wouldn't they be free? You know, the, the, there's no social reason. that. Well, it seems interesting because again, in the first Corinthians seven passage, he's like, if you have burning desires, marry. It's yeah, it's not a problem. Right. It's not a problem. So it's some, it's interesting here. And I think we probably need to continue on in the passage to maybe get a better feel for what he's doing here. So this is verse 13. Besides that. So Mm -hmm. besides what we just said, they learn to be idlers. Yeah. So it's like they're, they're provided for, they have a husband now, perhaps, and they uh, learn is, to be uh, idlers going about from house to house. I'm I'm thinking he's actually talking about if you do have them enrolled being idlers. Maybe I'm misreading. <laughs> but that that's kind of always that's how I've read it. Now I'm gonna have to go check myself. I saw something I saw something the other day. It was um because um, it is for a, a, when a, their passions, and I yeah. think he's continuing. Besides, for when they become idlers, he is, I think he's. I think that's now. Now you now you've got me questioning, but so you, I think the idea is if you were to enroll younger widows, yeah. maybe they were doing it, and he's actually saying cut this out. Mm-hmm. That well, they're not working. They have free time on their hands. They're not. It's not like they're you know. They're, they're younger. They're they're probably fairly healthy. They're going around. They're idling. They're you know taking up people's time. They're then gossiping. They're going from house to house and just kind of talking and whatever. They don't have jobs to do. They're being taken care of, so they have plenty of leisure time. 
um, is the way I, I, it, it sounds to me. So um, not when they, not when they, not being not as a result of when they remarry. Right. Yeah. These are young, unmarried widows okay. who are having this idleness and they're having this gossip. And so by taking them on, you're giving them this opportunity to sort of build this bad reputation to further encumber the church. Sorry, the silence, the silence is me reading, reading the passage. I've stumped it. It's, it's me looking at the book. Yeah. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're, yeah. we're looking at the book. That's right. And what I was going to say is, uh, I saw something the other day, I think it was in the pastoral apprenticeship, where one of the um, the, the gatherings uh, for the apprentices was to have two guys preach on the same text mm-hmm. without having, you know, collaborated. Right. So you see how two different guys see would do would, yeah would yeah, do the same the same passage yeah. Uh, besides that, they learn to be idlers, going from about from house to house, and not only idlers but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So, so verse fourteen now is kind of the here. Okay, here's what uh, I want you to do with them. Yep. Have younger widows marry. Out of young, I would have younger widows marry. Mm-hmm. So that seems. Interesting, like it's an interesting kind of like flip from what's going on in verse 11. For when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry. Right. And so incur condemnation. <laughs> he now goes, so I'd have younger widows marry. Before having taken on some sort of obligation that they can rescind. Bear children. Mm-hmm. Manage their households and give the adversary, Satan, no no occasion for slander. For some have already strayed after Satan. Okay. Well, yeah. There's, I mean, I, I don't know much what to say about those things. What would you say about those things? I think I already said what I said. Okay. No, I, I, I think our, he is. Minds, I think he is. I, I do think he is. He's reacting to a, a serious situation that Timothy is going to have to address, which is, yeah. it's not just, I mean, false teaching is not just the random false teachers and it affects everybody in the body. Mm-hmm. And I think he's especially seeing something happen here um, with this false teaching um, that they are very susceptible because they have all this leisure time and they're gossiping and they're talking and they're idling. And what ends up happening is it's, it's reinforcing the false teaching because that's sort of, they, they sort of, they go to together. They mix well. Hmm. So, so why on the one hand would he, is he concerned about them having a desire to marry? And then on the other hand, he would say, I, de- I desire them to marry. I he desires them, them to marry before taking some vow and being taken on the role as an official widow that the church is under okay. responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Once they've taken that vow, they've taken that vow. And they should... Where's the vow... Them. That it's, that's that they have abandoned their faith, the, their former faith. What is so I'm the... thinking that faith is is pistis. I, I think that's a pledge, a vow that they were going to their widow. I don't know, George. I think so. Okay, 
Otherwise, I don't. I don't see why you would. I don't. I don't see either. Yeah. I, I could understand if not. Not taking that yeah. understanding, I think you are stuck in a. Well, why is he worried that some are going to, uh, you know, be led away by their passions, but mm-hmm. these others, he's saying, have them marry. I think there's a there's a dividing line, and once you pass that line, yeah, taken away by your passions is sort of a betrayal of. Something that has already happened. Is there any possibility that in eleven to thirteen, he's he's saying this is what younger widows who ultimately are lost would do? Yes. And then verse fourteen, he is kind of reverting to this is what I would have younger widows who are faithful. Faithful. Yeah. 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 Do. I, I would agree with that. So I would have younger widows marry. Yep. And it's not going to take them away from Jesus. They're they're faithful. They're faithful to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um. Bear children, which actually throws us back to earlier in First Timothy, uh-huh. right? First Timothy. Yet she will be saved mm-hmm. through childbearing. childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness and self-control. Uh-huh. Go back to that episode. It's been a while. It has been a while. Um. And again, so so with that with that inclusion in, in uh, or the, the character qualifications there or the additions to uh, what we're saying here in chapter two, um, give the adversary no occasion for slander. Right. Like at the end of the day, that seems to be a thread that's kind of working through the whole thing. It's of, like of Timothy, yeah. I mean, his his message right. to Timothy is yeah. don't give reason to you know the, the Christian message is yeah. countercultural enough without us making it. Yeah. Um, unseemly. Yeah, it's honor Christ. Uh-huh. Honor Christ as a church. Yep. Honor Christ as a Christian. Honor Christ in whatever the circumstances that present themselves may be. Right. Younger widow, you've lost your husband. Older older woman, you know, you've, you has lost her husband. How do you honor Christ as a church? How do you honor Christ as that particular widow, I'm that woman? That church. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And do what do what you can to to. Keep the gospel in good repute. Yep. Yeah. For some, have already strayed after Satan. So that's pretty. That's harsh. a sad. If, that, if, yeah. if the other one was harsh, this is much harsher. Yeah, that's a, a sad inclusion there. That's verse fifteen of of verse five or chapter five. Chapter sorry. Five. Mm-hmm. And then he says, "If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them." Mm-hmm. Kind of throws us back to We're last right week back. a little I think, bit. I think yeah, he's returning kind of. Let the church not be burdened. He's closing up his. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who really who are really widows. Throws us back up to yeah, verse uh, verse five. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has her hope set on God, God. and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she's all alone, right? right? So um, uh, I think that's probably um, yeah. A good way to sort of bracket off the whole section, yeah, and um, and kind of close it up there. So it's it is be discerning. You should have a heart. God has His heart to care for orphans and widows in their time of need and affliction. Uh, you, as someone that was orphaned spiritually mm-hmm. and has been adopted by God, you have this massive heart, right? Your, your your religion, your Christianity will manifest itself practically in caring for orphans and widows and holiness. Keep yourself unstained from the world. And uh, here in verses 1 through 16 of 1 Timothy 5, you have um, 
here is how you as Christians or you as a church should be thinking about taking care of the widows who are in your congregation. It's incredibly practical. Yeah, Yeah. it is. But right at the heart of the gospel, as Mm -hmm. always. Yep. So, all right. I think we're done with it. Yep. All right.